It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Baseball season, it comes and goes, but Crawford Bach just flows and flows. It's the Bach to drink any time of year. You don't need a reason because it's a dang good beer. You can rock the Bach at a music festival or rodeo, Shakespeare in the Park or Lowrider Car Show. It's the Bach for bonfires and happy hour, South Padre, even your next baby shower. So share a Crawford Bach anytime with your favorite gals and bros. And when baseball season comes back, let's go Strohs! This episode of Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. Astros trying to win three in a row for the first time this year. Presley trying to knock it down. Presley nods in agreement with Maldonado. Comes set, hands away from the body, the 0-2. Swing and a miss. Got him on a slider. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night to Kyle Lewis. And that is the ball game. The Houston Astros win their third in a row and get back to 500 as they defeat the Seattle Mariners 2-1. Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Houston Astros wrap up a three-game series against the Seattle Mariners. Astros looking for the series sweep after a 2-1 win over Seattle yesterday. Yuli Gurriel, two hits, including a homer. Christian Javier, six scoreless, struck out five, as the Astros have won three in a row and four of their last five. Mariners have dropped four straight and seven of their last nine. Astros 10-10, third place in the AL West, four and a half games behind Oakland, while the Mariners are 7-15, last in the AL West, eight and a half games behind the A's. Let's take a look at today's pitching matchup presented by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist is proud to be the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Lance McCullers Jr. on the mound for the Astros today and looked outstanding in his last outing, seven scoreless against the Giants on Monday. Yeah, he's starting to look a little sharper each and every game as far as pitch usage, uh, fastball command, all those things. And then he just turned it over to Maldonado his last game. Remember the, the post-game comments where he said, you know what, I'm thinking too much. Maldonado talked him into just going with him. And he said he only shook him off two or three times in that game, and that worked out really well. So Maldonado's back there again. Yep. You know, he's catching just about every day right now, but he's back there for, for McCullers, so he doesn't have to think, and hopefully he'll have another good performance. And it's left-hander Justice Sheffield on the mound for the Mariners, third straight left-hander they've started in this series. Astros are going to be seeing him for the first time. Yeah, and he was the headliner in the James Paxton trade a couple years ago. Highly touted prospect, lefty, not very big, but he's got a big slider, you know, and uh, that's the pitch that they can look for. Uh, maybe set on that pitch because that's the one he relies on quite a bit. Keys to the game presented by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals in all models. Honda, the official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, it was nice to see the Astros nail down a close game yesterday, winning 2-1. to one. Uh, Needed some good relief work, uh, particularly from, from Ryan Presley in that ninth inning. Mm. And the, the, We're starting to see things hopefully rounding the form a little bit, especially with the rotation doing a little better job of getting deeper into games. Yeah, every once in a while you're not going to score six runs, right? Yeah. And to win a game, a, a close one, like you said, where they haven't been winning close games all year long really so that was a, a good win for the Astros they did it in two and a half hours so the crisp 
pace, I think, makes everybody feel good uh, about what they were doing. And a little clutch hitting that didn't hurt either. So uh, a good win for the Astros and got a chance to sweep the Mariners down. They need to take advantage of them. Absolutely. And coming up next, we'll hear from Astros general manager James Click. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford box? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. And welcome back. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks joined as we are every Sunday by Astros General Manager James Click as the Astros look to sweep the Mariners today. And James, we saw... Another good starting performance from Christian Javier yesterday, six scoreless innings. Uh, rotation over the last nine games, a 1.75 ERA. It's amazing how much better a team looks when the rotation is pitching well. It seems like everything else kind of falls into place after that. Yeah, no question. There's a, a ripple effect from that. You know, you get one rough start. If your starter goes two innings, three innings, it exposes some parts of the bullpen that maybe you don't want to use in, in certain situations. Uh, it, it leaves you short the next day, which means that there are guys who are, are forced into situations that, you know, maybe we would prefer to have somebody else in. So uh, that that cascade effect is, is part of why it's so critical to have these guys putting up the kind of starts that they've been putting up. And beyond that, it's, it's what makes defense uh, uh, so critical is, you know, it shortens the innings. Your, your pitchers aren't out there for extra outs. They're not out there for extra pitches. So uh, there, there is definitely a cascade effect. Pretty darn close to getting uh, full strength offensively. Uh, Jordan comes back, but Michael Brantley goes down. And I'm sure you guys tried to push off the IL as long as you could. But uh, what's it look like with Michael? We're hoping it's a really short-term thing. Uh, he he wanted to battle through it, um, but sometimes discretion is a better part of valor. So uh, we want to get him off his feet. Hopefully it's the minimum. Uh, because we were able to backdate it, it's, it's seven days. He's eligible next Saturday. So uh, we're anticipating bringing him on the taxi squad on the road trip. And that way, you know, if he's ready to go, hopefully on Saturday in San Diego, he can be reinstated. But as with a lot of these things, it is just a waiting game. We'll see how he comes in, how he responds to treatment over the next couple of days, but we're hoping it's short term. You know, talking about uh, player movement last Sunday, you picked up Brooks Raley uh, from the Cincinnati Reds left-hander and joined the team this week. He's already gotten into three games. What did you like about Brooks Raley? What made you decide to, to pull the trigger on that deal? Mostly the secondary stuff. The, uh, the, the slider in particular, uh, we think, plays against both sides. Um, and, and then beyond that, just the, the veteran experience. I, I know he's not a major league veteran, but right. this guy has been starting in Korea for, for five years. And the style of play over there uh, teaches you uh, certain things, um, you know, how, how to use your breaking stuff, how to get it over for strikes. And so uh, we think he'll be very effective against lefties, and, and he already has been. But beyond that, you know, we think that he has the stuff to get righties out. You know, we were just wondering, kind of talking out loud yesterday, how different is the ball in Korea uh, from the ball that they use here in the major leagues? That's a good question for Brooks. Uh, I haven't yep. asked him that, but, um, you know, e even even beyond that, I'd be curious to get his impressions on, you know, how much has the ball changed in Korea? Because you, you get guys talking about how different the ball was here five years ago, mm -hmm. maybe than it is today. And so uh, they're always going through a process here. Obviously, you know, the <laughs> you're talking about a, a product that's made from a living animal. And so, you know, if you get a particular kind of cow or a particular kind of leather, it's going to change the baseball. So I, I, you know, obviously they try to keep the ball as consistent as possible, but it would be an interesting conversation to talk to him about what it was like when he was back here 
you know, five, six years ago versus then going to Korea versus coming here. Yeah. You know, the Rayleigh trade brings up something, too, because of the way things are this year. No in-person scouting is allowed. You can't scout at the alternate site of other teams. Uh, what sort of information are you relying on? Uh, and, and what sort of data are you able to get right now when it comes to making trades? Of course, trade deadline's coming up here at the end of the month. Yeah, fortunately, we were able to get a look at him in spring training 1.0 uh, and liked what we saw. Uh, and then he made Cincinnati's club, and so we were able to see a couple major league appearances on video. Obviously, we get the Trackman Hawkeye data on him, which helps evaluate, but at the end of the day, you know, you're, you're looking at his his lines in Korea. You're watching a lot of video. You're you're looking at what data you can. But we're definitely dealing with less information than we're normally dealing with. And so there's there's a leap of faith here. But we saw enough there to uh, to make the leap. And Dusty likes two lefties in the bullpen, doesn't he? He was on me so hard uh, <laughs> about getting another lefty. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so you know, we we finally were able to line up on, on Brooks, and I was pretty happy to go down there and tell him we, we got him there that. You, go. you know, and then immediately he start he starts letting me know the rest of the wish list. So we're, <laughs> we're, we're getting to work on that too. We'll be back with more of James Click on Astro Launch right after this. This episode of Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing. Crafted for serious fun. Welcome back once again. Joined by Astros general manager uh, James Click, and uh, you got a few relievers down at the alternate side trying to work their way back. I know Brad Peacock threw 18 pitches yesterday. Chris Davinsky, he's been been working his way back as well. Uh, where are you at? Where, well, more importantly, where are those guys at right now, and, and how soon could they be back? They're getting closer. Um, the the progress has been very positive. Uh, the the videos that we get from down there, the reports uh, from from Murph and and from Frenchie and those guys down there have been great. So it's just a question of making sure that they can throw all of their pitches, that they're comfortable getting off a mound. But you know we're optimistic that uh, those guys will be available pretty soon. Um, I, I don't know if it'll be during the road trip, but you know maybe next homestand we'll see. James, last time we talked to you, we we heard that Forrest Whitley was going to get checked out. Uh, he has some discomfort. Have you heard anything? It's a shutdown situation for right now, not dissimilar to some of the other ones that we're dealing with where yeah. there was just some, some forearm discomfort. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm glad he spoke up and said, hey, this is this is bugging me yeah. um, because we want to make sure that these guys aren't going to injure themselves by trying to push through something that, that maybe they shouldn't. So uh, he spoke up. We got him evaluated, and the recommendation was just to, to relax for a few weeks, take a few weeks off, let everything calm down, and then we'll reassess at that point. You haven't had a Ledmes Diaz since opening day when he suffered the, the groin injury. He's been playing in inter-squad games down at, at Corpus Christi. He's, he's pretty close. Yeah, I, I don't know how close he is. Right now he's doing agility drills. He's taking batting practice. Uh, he's running the bases uh, about 85%. Uh, there is a protocol that these guys go through with making sure that you know, they ramp up to 85, 90, 95, 100, and we do it in a responsible way so that they don't, uh, you know, skip any steps and re-injure something, especially with a groin injury. That's the kind of thing, if you don't let that thing get 100% and then you try to push it again or you get caught in an awkward situation like he got caught in on opening day where there was a, a missed throw to second, there was a stop and then a start, and, and you know, mm-hmm. that, that kind of situation can come up in a baseball game, and it's hard to simulate that. So, uh, you know, we, we need to make sure that's 100%. There was a dust-up last week. Uh, Alex Centrone uh, gets suspended. Uh, did you replace Alex, the hitting coach, uh, for the time being? Yeah, Ben Rosenthal's down there, um, and so he'll, he'll be there for the 20-game the suspension that, that Alex is serving. How does, how does that work? Because, I mean, Alex can be here with the team and, and travel and, and 
be here just not for games, correct? So he can still get a lot of the, the work done that he would normally get done? Correct. And obviously that's incredibly valuable to us. Uh, he has great relationships with the players. Uh, we, we value his, his approach and his uh, knowledge of hitting. But you know, this is a situation where Alex will be the first to acknowledge that as a coach, he's held to a higher standard. And we cannot incite, we cannot um, escalate incidents like that um you know and i get it it's, it's natural to human emotion we all get caught up it's competitive you know we want to defend our teammates uh, but we we need to make sure that especially with everything going on in baseball right now and, and around the world um we we have to make sure that we keep ourselves safe and you, alex understands that are you uh, keeping tabs on guys mentally right now i saw something this morning talking about you know this has been going on so long now the pandemic that we're starting to see a lot of fatigue mentally uh, of people throughout society uh, do you have to keep tabs on that with the players too yeah and you have to rely on your coaches and your mental skills people mm -hmm. uh to to keep tabs on that kind of stuff um you know i, I i'm personally sure i'm suffering from it on on some level right. um you know it's tough to tell whether the exhaustion is from the pandemic or the bullpen or you know just the, the not being able to shut your mind down yeah and uh, you know that it's the it's my first season you know we're, we're ramping up to the trade deadline uh you know we've got we got everything that we're trying to do right now while at the same time trying to you know get my kids ready for distance learning and mm -hmm. trying to figure out how school is going to work and so you know it's it's tough on me it's tough on the players it's it's tough on all of us and and the the best thing to do is just be honest with ourselves be on talk you yeah. know let's let's put it all out there on the table don't don't bundle it up inside yeah, I'm looking forward to reading your book about your first year as Astros GM, James. And, and, and I think you'll only need one book for that whole for this whole year. It won't even be for subsequent years. Uh, how have I know Major League Baseball, especially of late, has really emphasized uh, players and staff being more diligent about wearing masks and social distancing. I know they issued a you know directive kind of. Uh, enhancing that uh, about a week ago or so. Uh, are you pretty happy with, with where the Astros are in that regard in, in terms of handling all the protocols? Yeah, no question. The guys are taking it very, very seriously. They understand the stakes. They understand that this is bigger than baseball, that if we show in baseball that we can do this, if we can wear the masks, if we can show that even if there is a positive test that it doesn't spread throughout the clubhouse, then that sets an example for, for schools and other businesses of you know how do we start to reopen, how do we get the benefit of, of being face-to-face -face, um, w without the, the risks of, of the virus jumping around from person to person. So, um, you know, we had a conversation with them when the new regulations came out, and um, I remember I was standing up there in my mask. I just had a, a salmon wrap. It was, it was hot. It smelled like fish. It was just awful. Uh, but, you know, I, I told the guys, listen, I, you know, we, we got to wear the mask. I don't, I don't like wearing the mask it, it is it's it's hot it's uncomfortable but i'm doing it because we need to do this to keep ourselves safe and you know a lot of the guys weren't wearing masks when i started talking by the end of five minutes every mask was up and they were all covered they smelled your salmon they smell yeah my, <laughs> I, 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 had, I had some breath that was just getting getting through that mask there was no mask that could contain that salmon man all right last thing for me james uh jv when's he going to pick up a baseball hopefully this week okay yeah uh i talked to him a couple days ago i think dusty talked to him yesterday two days ago he's been in touch with our trainers obviously uh you know he is he's gonna pick up a baseball this week and and get out there and, and start throwing again and see how it goes and um you know if you've ever been around jv you know he's gonna do everything he can to uh mm -hmm. to get back out there so you know we're cautiously optimistic but we'll see james click astros general manager uh thanks for for joining us and uh be careful with those salmon wraps, okay? Yeah, I'm going to switch to uh, chicken or something that I can <laughs> I can just stand the, re the recycled smells that come back in there. Something else. Thanks, guys. Questions for Dusty Baker.
Dusty, you mentioned this being a big one. You moved to 10 and 10 like you wanted to through 20. Yeah. Happy with the way that you guys were able to get it done tonight? Yeah, well, you know, very happy. And, uh, you know, our, bull, our bullpen did a good job. Um, uh, Javier did a did a real good job. He was in and out of trouble. Um, you know, at one point he had like 34 balls and 31 strikes, but he, he pissed himself out of trouble and we – Took him as, as far as we could take him, we thought, because uh, they had some big hitters coming up, and you know he had had 88 pitches, and uh, so you know then we turned it over to our our bullpen, and uh, to have a clean ninth uh, is, is just so you know refreshing, and to win a close ball game because we've been losing those kind of games, and usually the teams, you know, my teams pride themselves on winning those close games, especially one run games, and. Uh, you know, it gets us to 10 and 10. And you think about what could have been, but it's too late now. And so now we got to concentrate on the next third of the season because one third of the season's over, you know, as of tonight. So, uh, you know, we'll go back to work uh, tomorrow on the second uh, third of the season. Specifically with Javier, um, how, how do you think he was able to kind of remain poised and steady when things were kind of starting to go awry for him? Well, I really don't know. I think that's his makeup, really. You know, he doesn't show very much emotion. He doesn't show any emotion at all. He'll give you a smile every once in a while. That's about it. And, uh, uh, you know, he's a very calm, you know, young man. You know, he's not easily rattled. And uh, at least externally, he's not easily rattled. He might be rattled on the inside, but you, you don't see it. And uh, this is the kind of poise that you like to see, you know, in a young pitcher. And so I'm glad we got the win for him. I'm glad Press got the save. And uh, so, uh, you know, we'll go for the, you know, the sweep tomorrow. Dusty, you brought up his velocity being down uh, over that last start. How did you see it tonight? Well, tonight he had life on his fastball. I mean, you know, from the opening pitch, you know, he struck out the side in the first in the first inning. And, uh, you know, like I always look at, at Maldi, and, and so he gives me the sign, that the last sign, you know, the last time he pitched, he just said he looked over – and he said, the ball's not jumping. He gave me the sign the ball's not jumping, uh, you know, out of his hand and into his glove. But, uh, but tonight he gave me a positive sign. Uh, it's just a matter of him finding the strike zone tonight. Did you see that same life in the fifth inning? Uh, in the yeah. Sixth? Yeah, I mean, you know, his, his velocity remained pretty, you know, pretty good. Uh, the only thing is, like I said, he had 88 pitches. Uh, and, you know, he was losing command of the strike zone. Uh, a little bit, and we thought that was time to turn it over to our bullpen. And you know, James did a, a you know good job tonight. Is it was good to get him into a meaningful uh, you know situation, uh, you know, in the seventh, and uh, and then and then we close out the ball game. Dusty, in your original lineup, you had Altuve hitting third, and then you, you moved in the seventh a little bit before game time. Can you go into that decision and why you did that? Well, you know, uh, uh, you know, Jose came into my office. And, uh, you know, he told me, he said, hey, man, you know, I'm not helping the club right now at the top of the lineup, and I appreciate the respect that you're giving me, you know, on what he's done in his career. But he said the guys, you know, ahead of him, you know, uh, it really doesn't matter. He just said, hey, uh, you know, the guys ahead of me are, are, are swinging the bat better, playing better, and, you know, he just wants to win and get us into the playoffs. And he said and then that's where he usually shines, uh, you know, into the playoffs. So that's our whole thing. You know, right now is to get into the playoffs in this shortened season. And, uh, you know, he's a consummate team man because uh, I only had one other player come, uh, you know, and, and tell me that, you know, my whole career. So 
because usually guys don't come tell you, move me down in order. And so, you know, he did it for the betterment of the team. Who was that player, Dusty? I can't tell you. Can't tell you because the other player, the other player, you know, when I did it, and then next day he said that he didn't ask me to do that. So, uh, you know, Jose's not that kind of guy. Can you, uh, did you still struggle with that decision? Or was it, I mean, just because no. he told you that, did you feel like you needed to do it? No, not really. I mean, when a guy tells you that, I mean, that's, uh, uh, I've been in thousands of lineups and had thousands of lineups that I made out. And, uh, uh, you know, guys usually don't, don't say, take, you know, put me down in order. You know, it's, it's a pride thing, especially if you've been hitting first, second, or third most of your life. Um, uh, and so, like I said, that was, that, you know, that was big for him to tell me that, but he hit, and he hit the ball twice, you know, hard tonight. And, uh, you know, he looked good and, and, and relieved a little pressure. I know that when you're not going good, you know, you're 0-2 seemed like every time, which he was tonight a couple times, but, you know, those, those 0-4-4s and 0-4-5s at the top of the order, you know, they add up. And uh, so, uh, you know, I'll leave him down there for, for a few days and until he starts swinging better, and, and hopefully he'll come to me and tell me that he's ready to, you know, to move up. Dusty, can you by any chance share with us the corresponding move you're making with Brantley going on the I.L.? Uh, no, uh, uh, I can't yet because we haven't really decided what that move, uh, you know, what that move is. You know, we have to put our heads together and then come up with what we think the, the best move is for our team and then, and then uh, call the player and then, and then have him uh, drive up tonight from Corpus. Do you think things have kind of stabilized in, in the bullpen a little bit and, uh, and with well, that going? You know, a little bit. I mean, you know, we're – I mean, like I said, you know, we're going to figure it out. And, uh, and the players help you figure it out. You know, that's what helps you, you know, make your decisions. And, uh, you know, on their performance and, you know, on how they do. And so, uh, you know, it was nice to see Chris, uh, uh, you know, save the game tonight. Uh, you know, we got some – we got a little more stability in the bullpen than we had, you know, two weeks ago. Dustin, I know you haven't had a, a real chance to talk to – to Jose just yet, but did you? How did you feel the excitement when he got the hit coming? I heard that the, the I heard the bench and their excitement for him screaming out his name when he got that single. Oh yeah, I mean, man, we've been praying for him like like you, I mean, you can't believe I I was praying half the night for him, and I know the rest of the team is just pulling for him because I mean, he's a guy. He's probably you know one of the more popular guys on this team, and and they know that you know he has a a great. Uh, uh, heart, you know, not only for, for people, but for his teammates. And uh, so, you know, you hate to see, uh, uh, you know, a teammate struggle, especially a fine teammate like him. So, uh, boy, that it just uh, took a lot of pressure off of him and a lot of pressure, you know, off of us. Does it feel to, to put a total effort together like you guys did tonight? Uh, you know, it feels good, especially when, you know, Javi can go out there and you know, throw six scoreless. I mean, that's that's always a huge plus. Uh, he's been throwing the ball very well, and you know, with the bullpen and everything, I think it gives us a, a break, and and we're able to kind of fill in the roles that we're accustomed to. So, having him go six innings and, and do what he needs to do and, and pitch the ball like he like he has been is uh, it's fun to watch, and it helps out the bullpen out a lot. You think things have, have kind of stabilized there a little bit with you know you're slowly getting some guys back and. You know, it's, I think, three or four days now of good work by the by the bullpen to see things kind of settling down. Yeah, I mean, you know, these guys have, you know, have had 
stepped into some some big roles and, and helped this team out a lot. And you know, some of them have even pitched above Double A. So um, they've uh, they've definitely stepped in and, and done their role. And um, I'm awfully proud of them. And uh, you know, it's just as long as we can keep this going and, and keep it moving and, and learn as we go, I think uh, it's going to be a, a really good bullpen and a really good pitching staff. What about you, Ryan? How, how have you been feeling? Are you finally starting to feel like you're healthy again? Yeah, you know, it's it's been frustrating for sure this year. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm not going to make excuses. I got to be better. And, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, you got you to come to the field every single day and try to get better. And that's what I've been trying to do. Um, as frustrated as I've been uh, mechanically, it's just uh, trying to put everything together. So, uh, just get to the field and, and put in work, and, and at some point it will click. Dusty just told us that before the game, Altuve went in his office and asked him to move move him down in the batting order just because of how it's been going for him. What do you think that says about a guy that has that much um, humility to go in and, and ha ask for something like that? You know, Altuve is one of the better teammates that I've had in my career, um, and he's as honest as it gets, and, you know, Obviously, everybody sees him struggling a little bit, but, you know, you're playing a game of failure. You know, you you get out 70% of the time in this game and you're considered a Hall of Famer. Uh, so, you know, he's putting a lot of pressure on himself right now. And uh, for him to go in there and, and ask Dusky to, to bump him down the lineup, you know, that shows a lot about how he can swallow his pride a little bit and try to, you know, get, get some good quality at bats deeper in the lineup. So... Uh, you know, he's working every single day, and he's one of the hardest workers I've ever seen. So I know that, and we all know that he's going to pull through and, and be the Altuve that we know. Ryan, you have your ace go down after the opening day, but you have um, pitchers like Belak, Valdez, and Javier, they've stepped up. Do you get a chance to talk to, to those guys and, you know, just tell them how much of a help it is for you all on the bullpen when they can go extended innings? Yeah, and and they know that, you know, they've – They've been around, uh, you know, in the minor leagues, and everybody knows that if you, uh, you know, you pitch deep in the ball games, you save your bullpen, you keep them fresh, and um, we're able to string a lot of wins together that way. And you know, if you get knocked out in the second inning, you tax your bullpen for that series or probably for a week and, and then some days. So uh, for them to pitch, you know, the way that they are right now, it's extremely encouraging, and and I'm definitely happy to see it. And you know, talking with those guys is, uh, it's fun, you know, to see that, see them learning every single day and they come to the field ready to go and put in their work. And I, I'm extremely proud of them for how they go about their day. They've, they've act like they've been in the big leagues five, 10 years, how they carry themselves and, and go about their routine. So it's pretty impressive. Questions for Christian Javier. Christian, you were in a lot of jams tonight and it didn't seem like you had your best command. How were you able to stay so poised? Yeah, um, uh, I just had to keep believing in myself and, and believing in, in in God and, and just trying to keep calm on the mound. And I got a lot of help from Maldonado as well to keep attacking the strike zone. How big was that uh, that fly ball double play in the, I believe it was the fourth? And were you surprised that, that the runner was at second already by the time Tucker caught it? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a huge moment for me. Um, I never thought that I was going to be able to get a double play off of that ball. Um, but it was, it was a huge thanks to my defense that they were able to pick me up there. And it was... I was super happy to be able to get two outs and get out of a situation right there. You've had four big league starts now. Do you feel like you're getting in this some, somewhat of a routine? Do you feel more comfortable up here now? 
Yeah, I feel like I'm really finding my rhythm finally. Um, and I really feel like I have the same plan every time out. And um, I'm, I'm really finding my rhythm at, at the big league level and, and starting to feel comfortable here. Uh, Presley said earlier that um, guys like yourself and Belak and Valdez, you, you act like you've been here before. You carry yourself like you've been here before in the big leagues. How good does that feel to get a compliment like that from a former All-Star? Yeah, it makes me feel really good to have my, my teammates have my back like that. It makes me feel like I'm on the right path. And then I'm taking care of my business and, and doing things how I should be doing and letting things take care of themselves. We have time for one more question for Christian. It seemed like Martin was encouraging you a lot and giving you a little reminders during the game. What things was he trying to tell you to remember in your delivery? Yeah, he, he let me know that I was losing my, my line to home plate a little bit. I wasn't giving my delivery straight towards home plate. So he let me know right away as soon as he saw that so that I can make sure I, I corrected that and to get through my outing uh, as, as I should. All right, Christian, thank you. Welcome. All right, questions for you, Ligurio. How difficult do you think it must have been for uh, for Jose to go in to Dusty's office, ask to be moved down in the lineup, recognize the struggles he's been going through, and and uh, just kind of put the team? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a professional hitter, and he's a great athlete. And I think if he did that, it's because he thought that it was going to help him get kick-started in the season. So, um, I mean, I know that he's, he's a great hitter, and he's just going to do whatever it takes to get himself started. Yuli, how have you seen him handle um, Altuve? Have you seen Altuve handle the, his, the start to the season he's had? It's obviously not been the results that he's wanted. It's, it's a difficult season this year, and, and just like last year, um, just like myself, he had a bit of a slow start, and it turned out he ended up having a great season, one of his best seasons. So um, he's going through a little bit of a tough time right now, but at any moment he can turn it on and have another great season. There's still time for that. Billy, how well do you think that you're seeing the ball this year? You've hit uh, safely 10 of the last 12 games, and you've had back-to-back uh, -back games with home runs. Yeah, for, at least for today, I, I feel like I was seeing it really well. Um, just with everything going on, it, it's hard to feel like you're at your best every day, so I try to take advantage of the situation, and any day that I'm really feeling like I'm locked in, I try to do as much as I can at the plate. How good does it feel to have your back in the lineup? Yeah, it's perfect. Um, it, it makes the lineup a lot more potent, and it makes it a lot more of a dangerous lineup. And it's it's a lot tougher on opposing pitchers to get through our lineup, and they really have to be a little bit more careful, which is better for all of us. All right, thank you, Lee. Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing, the official podcast of the Houston Astros. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. Hey!